Pyrotechnics everywhere. Oh. It's crazy. Good. It was a good weekend. I had a great weekend. It was a great weekend. It, was, it really was. You know what? It's going to freeze though here. It's going to freeze. Days. We're dropping it into the 30s, but it's going to warm back up before right. F3 right here in Chattanooga. Yeah, but you baby. know what? It does get a little cool here in the morning. So it does. Pack a, a jacket, nippy. Pack a sweater. Pack a toboggan. The weekend didn't start off that great though because I caught that. Did you see Halloween Ends, the new Halloween movie? I, I did movie? not, but I've been living it through your descriptions and it's I, I want to watch it now. Movie, you disappointed me. I so. Know. Granted, you know, slasher movies, your mileage may vary. A lot of them aren't going to be that great. Sure. But this is like a trilogy they made. It's the same director. And if you watch all three, you would think it was like it was the latest Star Wars sequel trilogy where it was like all different people and like nothing was mapped out. Okay. The characters are not the same through each movie. They're completely different. Mm. And this one, they decided to not even focus on Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Instead, it's like slasher karate kid. There's this like bullied kid in town who keeps getting beat up (laughs) by band geeks. And then Michael Myers trains this kid to be, or he's a 24-year-old, he acts like a kid, to be a slasher. Wow. That's where they went with the final conclusion of the series. Really? Really? But, I mean, no, strike hard, strike first, no mercy? A little bit of that. No, he showed him that. He showed him no mercy. Oh, is that that right? No mercy, man. Finish him, Mr. Lawrence. Hey, the other cool thing we got to do was uh, this big football weekend. We got to go over to University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Check out the mocks. Spend a little day there. Thank you, Taman, for letting us go out. We have a segment coming out soon. But we got to meet with the equipment managers mm-hmm. and the players and the team and the mascot and everybody and learn how been. game day comes together. One of the cool things we found out, though, is that in that conference, like they were the bell of the ball. Everyone's like, where did you get your own trailer from? We don't we just get a generic trailer. We just get an extra trailer. Yeah, right. Taman is setting the, 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 uh, the bar high now with their own logistics company for the mocks of Chattanooga. Who won the game? They won the game. What I thought was really interesting is I was asking him about uh, Deflategate. I didn't really know if they'd have a response for this. And he's like, oh, no. That changed everything. Ooh. Now there's molds they have to stick the ball into, and they get rejected, and it changes between conference and division, how oh. they how they assess this. <laughs> Unbelievable. You got to keep the temperature. Uh, wasn't that the excuse the temperature changed, and therefore the balls were deflated? And it, what an excuse I guess, No, I mean, I think it's one of those things people were kind of always doing a, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Right? Of course. Now Gamesmanship. Come on. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and of course, then there was the really big Tennessee game. You saw what happened on the field there. They took oh, down the yeah. goalposts. Here's what their president had to say. Randy, how much is that going to cost? It doesn't matter. every <laughs> year. <laughs> all right, a couple things here. First of all, congratulations, congratulations to University of Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. 16 years for that big win. Everyone loved it. What yeah. a great look for the school. What a great yeah. advertisement. I'm sure those goal posts should pay for themselves, shouldn't they? I would think that they absolutely would, but I think that the uh, you know the students need to pony up that money. I mean, look, Randy couldn't even afford a cigar that wasn't broken in half. His cigar was broken in half. Was if you look here, in they got a GoFundMe. They got their own little GoFundMe going on. Get out! When I took look that screenshot, it was 77000 Right now, it's actually 84000 So in about an hour, another 7000 has been donated. How much, goal post, sucker. how much are these goal posts supposed to cost? I think I don't not that much. I'm sure. Come on, seventy thousand for seventy five thousand. I bet you and I could go down there and make a healthy profit and put them up. <laughs> you, you probably could. <laughs> I, think we, I think we definitely could. <laughs> well, it's Monday. All of you out there, you're probably getting pumped, especially if you're on the sales side to get a guy out and make some sales calls. Uh, is your sales trainer or your uh, sales manager anything like this guy though? I'm a sales boy. 
I have no ego kind of counteract all of that. And don't you have to have some sort of an ego in order to be that pumped up? Yeah, how do you know? Like, I don't like the contradiction in this man's statement right there. Can we bring this up? How are you supposed to? I'm going to close everybody and have that kind of an ego. ego, But I'm incredibly humble. But you're going to close me? The second I accept your request on LinkedIn, you're going to jump into my DMs and tell me that you're going to close anybody? (laughs) No. Anybody? I will destroy you. Not anybody. No. Maybe you could close uh, Trevor Milton. He got busted for fraud. Here's him talking about those allegations a couple years ago. A couple comments today that I'm going to address just for fun. Uh, first one, Trevor, you're a fraud. Just for fun. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I guess all of our filings and the biggest investors in the world uh, must agree with you because they invested uh, in Nikola and they've seen our books. And we've got 900, almost $900 million in cash in our account right now. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of fraud. There, I mean, there, there you have it. It's a yeah. lot of money. It's a lot of fraud. Let's You're take a, a fraud, look at but I'm a $900 million fraud. Well, here, here, like, <laughs> as we have to put a period at the end of this sentence, right, speaking of sentence, we don't know the full sentence that he'll be facing. Could yeah. be up to 20 years for that fraud. But here is one of the things that got him in that trouble. It was the Nicola Badger. He promised his partnership with Ford. And here's an ad they do with the diesel bros. Take a look. On today's edition of Badger versus the World, we've got an Audi R8. Now this is a supercar, but let's do some quick comparisons. What's your acceleration? Zero to 60 in three seconds. Badger, zero to 16, 2.9 seconds. What is your fuel range? 350 miles on one tank. Well, the Badger does 300 miles on battery alone, all the way up to 600 miles with the fuel cell. What's your horsepower? 610 horses. And the Badger has 906, along with 900 foot-pounds of torque. What's the price? A lot, 200K plus. 200K, so you can buy roughly three Badgers for the price of one Audi R8. If you're impressed by the specs of the Nikola Badger, you can order one today, and everybody who places an order for Nikola Badger also gets a chance to win one. Go to NikolaMotor.com and get your Badger reserved today. Ah, sorry, that'll wow. never happen. That'll, that'll never happen. So if you had an imaginary car that you or a truck that you are going to compare against another one, wouldn't you just make the stats even more outrageous? I like that he's just one-upping him with this fake car that's not even there. <laughs> he's like, no, there. this goes way faster. This is way better. <laughs> and even if that thing existed, cheaper. even if that thing existed, there's no way you're trading an R8 for a Badger. I, like, they're just, not no, even the same market. Like, what kind of a commercial is that, <laughs> Trevor Milton? Close. I don't even I'm know keeping my R8, on. sorry. Didn't out Elon Elon <laughs> with that one. <laughs> Before we get into things today, by the way, remember our uh, conspiracy theory? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Well, apparently you weren't the only one who heard it. Let's play a clip before I give you the response to this. Here's uh, here's what I said. I have a conspiracy theory. Tell me what you think. Some of these ocean news sites are well aware of booking declines in June, July, and August, but minimize its impact to protect the oligopoly of shipping carriers. So you, the shipper, and you, the reader, wouldn't realize this quickly, the pricing control that you had. That's my theory. Yeah, so you know I, you know me. I trust everybody, yeah. right? I, I believe everything that I read and everything. So, uh, no, actually, I'm going, uh, I think you've got a strong theory there, my friend. I don't know. There's a lot of evidence on that. I'm going with that. I can't believe I didn't think of it. I, 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 I'm with you, man. I'm follow with the you. money. I'm with you. Follow, follow the, money. the money. Always follow the money. Okay, so... 
Then this tweet was sent to me. It was put in my direction. Put this up here. It's from this guy, Log Tech Eric, who uh, works for an ocean media site. I won't even say their name. Um, They're behind a paywall, and it costs like $900 a year for a subscription. He says, was implicated with a criminal (laughs) price-fixing conspiracy and called willfully malignant by a dude in a hockey jersey and a DTF hat today to tell you where the discourse is sunk to. Happy weekend, everybody. Now, of course, that would be me. As you saw in the video, I had the DTF hat. It was down to freight. I don't know where his mind is, obviously the gutter, but as you saw that episode, if you watched the whole thing, you would have saw we got that hat from a lady who's an elementary school teacher. Yes. She went to go work in a 3PL and she started this hat company. She's yeah. really in this industry. She really has perspective on it. And we liked her hat so much, we started uh, spreading the conspiracy theory and giving these to everybody. Look at us. We're over at the uh, Chattanooga game here, getting on the PA system. Everybody's DTF in everybody's, the Mox game, Matt. Everybody's friend. DTF on these conspiracy <laughs> theories now. Thanks. By the way, she's raising money to like feed uh, uh, truckers who are in down and out and all that other kind of stuff, providing with medical checks. So, I mean, there's a good thing behind it. There is a good thing behind it. I mean, <laughs> and we don't crap on them. We don't. No. Awesome show today. We're going to get into the world of tiny trucks, you know, shipping at uh, 164 scale first gears. We're going to talk about uh, stealing cargo. And I know we talk about that a lot with travelers, but the holiday season's coming up. And uh, Dirty Santa Claus, he's got his list out, right? He's shopping for black market this year. What do you think it is this year? You think it's like OLEDs, PS5s? What, What could it be? I think both are there, but I think the iPhone will probably be hot this year. But maybe um, there could be toy trucks. It could be the Hess. What about goalposts? Oh, goalposts. <laughs> we're going to go those. down to the river and pan for goalposts later. <laughs> yeah, and we're also going to hear from a guy, Justin Luke. He was actually over here on Wednesday. He was at our founder camp that we do over here in Freight Waves. He brought his father's trucking company from about $1 million in revenue to $20 million in revenue within nice. three years. He's going to give us some of those tips. And he's going to talk about taking all that knowledge and all these real-world fundamentals and translating that to the world of AI and what a challenge that Ooh. could be. So we'll learn Sweet. all about it. Let's tip the band and we'll get into today's show. Fleets today cannot waste time waiting for fully driverless technology. Locomation's autonomous relay convoy systems are safe, legal, and profitable, with no federal regulations holding them back. Join mm-hmm. Locomation for the fastest path to commercial deployment at scale across the U.S. To learn more, tell them, dude. Hey, go to locomation.ai forward slash no barriers immediately after this show. couple quick headlines you guys should check out. It's like a Karate Kid Halloween spinoff. Who, 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 are, who would think that would be? Uh, anyway, I, I love it, man. <laughs> M- <laughs> FMCSA has canceled the emergency hours of service waiver. This is kind of curious. Just putting this on your radar in case you've been using it because mm. it kind of happened overnight. John Gallagher yeah. reports that the FMCSA quietly let lapse a national hours of service exemption that had been in place for over two years. A move that was actually supported by both major trucking companies and trucking safety advocates. The exemption was first issued all the way back in March 2020 during those initial Trump rules for pandemics. And it gave more flexibility for driver shipments of livestock, medical supplies, vaccines, groceries, diesel fuel, etc. It absolutely did. And there was an extension this last September that expired on Saturday and has not been renewed. And uh, even based on the information posted on FMCS website, it's kind of questionable. Or There's a question there. It says there are no active federal emergency declarations at this time, which is interesting because on Friday, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is renewing its determination that a public health emergency exists. So why was it let go and why is it not necessary anymore if another agency is saying there is a public health emergency? Well, still I think exists. there's just a lot of different schools of thought. On, I think on there if are. There still it's is. confusing, but nonetheless. But at least they're feeling that. Saturday. Well, they said right here, trucking, this is why the trucking group said that tri- the exemption isn't needed anymore, is that there's just not enough cargo right now. Yeah. And if you follow this show, you realize that the what? cargo's dried up. You don't need these 
hours of service exemptions. The Truck Safety Coalition, they also pointed to a 13% increase in deaths occurring from truck crashes between 2020 and 2021. The only people who seemed to really want this to stay was the livestock and animal haulers who, you know, they were running through the exemption. Yeah, they absolutely were. Right. One other cool thing, I'm not going to go all the way into this story. Go over to FreightWaves.com, read the logbook by Grace Sharkey, because there's some good tidbits in there. But one of them was, I just want to shine a line on it. J.B. Hunt hmm. has awarded $250,000 in scholarships to employees. Um, J.B. Hunt has this program there where if you are a relative or you have a child attending school or even a grandparent, yeah. I believe, is covered under this thing, you can get educational uh, assistance that's renewable for up to four years of full-time enrollment while maintaining a 2.5 or higher grade point average. Yeah, four-year or, or two-year, I believe, yeah. is, is is in there. Brad Hicks, president of the Highway Services and Executive Vice President of J.B. Hunt, says leading this program is one of the many ways J.B. Hunt is working to give back to our communities. Absolutely true. They do a lot of great stuff there at J.B. Hunt. So initially, they gave away 100 uh, scholarships, totaling that $250,000. Mm -hmm. Craig Ferguson, who's an analyst at J.B. Hunt, he's grateful for the funds because um, that were rewarded to his sons because his son was diagnosed with super ventricle tachycardia when he was younger. The condition causes a faster-than-normal heartbeat. Um, according to the analyst, his son hopes to one day find a cure for the condition. He said this, the gift from J.B. Hunt will allow my son Hugh to complete his education and become a pediatric cardiologist, a profession near and dear to his heart, quite literally. The Ferguson family wants J.B. Hunt to know we are as an organization uh, and not only providing an outstanding delivery and logistics experience, but also changing the lives of their employees. There's another girl there, Alyssa Lewis Gionaga. She is using the funds to continue studies in supply chain. So really cool. Yeah, awesome stuff. And, and really, really good to hear the, uh, the the good that it's doing, the personal effect that this has, the positive impact on people's lives. That's awesome stuff. Yeah, good job, JB Hunt. Little cowbell for you. Bang, bang, bang. All right, let's talk about what these are shopping for for Christmas. We got Scott Cornelli's oh, yeah. a national practice lead for transportation crime and theft specialist at Travelers. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Good to see you again. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it looks like uh, bright and sunny where you're at. Uh, where are you sitting today? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. It's, uh, it's almost always bright and sunny out here. It's nice. And this is a great time of year. We're starting to get the great weather. You know, we get, we get about eight months of great weather, four months of suffering. So, <laughs> well, we, we hear it, Scott. Well, hey, you know what? Shippers don't want to suffer this season, and uh, receivers don't want to suffer this season through cargo loss. And we talk about that a lot on the show. But I have, I suspect that during the holiday seasons, these kind of activities start to ratchet up. Yeah, we really see. You know, it's exactly right. We really see a bit more targeting of specific items in the fourth quarter than we do other quarters. Not that we don't see targeting, but. You know, it's going to be the newly released things, the video game consoles, the tablets, the computers, the TVs and the phones. You know, they definitely attract more attention from the thieves in the fourth quarter. Uh, we also talked, you know, previously about how immediate notification of a theft is going to be key uh, for anything like that. Yeah, I would imagine that is. So we're moving right into the holiday season right now. I mean, we're right up against it, bumping against up against that wall. What can we expect moving forward in the rest of this 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 season? Higher than normal? What are you looking at? Typically, we see you know what we consider what we call a fourth quarter bump. We usually see tar uh, cargo start to move. Um, you know, anywhere from August through October to so everybody ramps up for Christmas, make sure they have enough stuff ready, enough stuff on the shelf. So as that Christmas cargo starts to move. We'll see some targeting of that. 
And, you know, we have to keep in mind, we're not the only ones out there shopping. The thieves are out there shopping, too. So, mm. you know, the tricky part uh, that we're seeing this year is, you know, cargo theft's been pretty elevated. Really, since the pandemic, it hasn't come down that much. So through 2022, the numbers have still been up pretty strong. So you might not, the bump that we usually see in the fourth quarter might not be as noticeable just because the numbers are already high. Uh, so I would say, you know, pay more attention to what's going to be targeted in the fourth quarter. Uh, you don't want to get lulled into a false sense of security mm. just because we don't see a giant bump. Just keep in mind the numbers are already high, right? So uh, we think a lot of people know, you know, from the frequency in the past or have been bitten in the past that, you know, holiday shipping season is a hot time for cargo theft. And we hope that, you know, they'll, they'll keep that in mind as they start to secure their loads. So any any understanding on what I mean, you mentioned the consoles, you mentioned electronics and we've talked about electronics before. Is that basically what's going to be on that Grinch's Christmas list that these are looking for this season? What should what should shippers who what shippers should be perking up their ears that their goods might be stolen? Definitely. It's exactly what you said. It's the gaming consoles, it's the new phones, it's the new tablets you know, things that aren't even on the shelves yet, right? So the, the thieves, you know, that golden rule always applies. The thieves are going to steal what they know they can sell. So they want to be the ones to have that new item before it's even on the shelf or get it out there, right? So they're going to target those things. We see at this time of year, we'll actually see some shippers require that carriers use security escorts uh, to meet the shipments at the ports and make sure they get to their end, uh, you know, end destination. Uh, we see this in particular with uh, game consoles and uh, and phones. We don't see as many games themselves stolen as we did in the past because most of the games are downloadable at this point, right? So you don't see the, the truckloads of the actual games themselves. The game consoles are still heavily targeted. Um, <clears throat> and the thieves will usually not bother the loads that are escorted. And then we see ancillary things that are also taken during the holidays, liquor, turkeys, hands, mm. fashion items, you know, whatever the hot toy of the year turns out to be, uh, which is, you know, you got to be able to predict that or kind of know what, what's coming on that. Yeah. So, Scott, do the thieves look for the, the latest, hottest trends? I mean, I get the electronics and stuff like that. Always popular. What are the most popular toys this year? Are we looking at uh, Cabbage Patch dolls or what? Yeah, I don't, I actually have no idea and I don't need to because all my kids are grown, right? But I do kind of need to know uh, just <laughs> so I know what to watch out for. But I think it's mostly going to be gaming consoles this year when it comes to toys. Uh, I haven't really heard of anything that's really jumping off the, uh, you know, off the page, so to speak, for anybody. Um, I, I can tell you about a story we had in the past, though. Years ago, we're talking late 90s, uh, there was a certain really hot toy that happened to that happened to be out that holiday. We knew it was going to get targeted and a load of it got stolen. And, you know, the shipper had an end customer who basically said, Hey, you know, we only have two thirds of our shelf stock. If we don't have this toy on our shelves, we may actually go out of business. We may not be wow. able to survive the holiday season. So we, we got the call right away. You know, we've talked about in the past, we have our own cargo theft recovery team. So we were able to scramble that team we had a retired uh, law enforcement officer from local law enforcement on our team uh, in the L.A. area at that time. He was very well aware of the ring. We, we try and keep track of all the rings that operate in those areas. And he was able to work with local police and recover that load in time for the holidays uh, for that client. So it's it's really critical uh, to report early. We've talked about that. We talked about that you know, at the beginning of this show, but we've talked about it numerous times. We got that notification immediately. 
And if you are moving some of the hot toys, you are moving some of the hot electronics, you need to get that notification out quickly. And if you have resources like the ones we offer, they need to know about it as, as quickly as possible. Okay, so I already know I got a trailer full of Tickle Me Elmos this Christmas, and I, I you know, I, I don't want them to get stolen. What as what can me as a shipper do? The key word this year, and, and really with every, you know, throughout the year, obviously, but but around this time of year, prevention is key. You do not want to be chasing a stolen load any time of year, but especially during the holiday season. During the holiday season, all the resources are going to be stretched really thin. You're going to have a really hard time getting somebody, even if you're hiring somebody in the private sector to go and do it, you're going to have a hard time getting people to prioritize your loss when there's more losses, when we're already high in cargo mm. theft numbers. And, and then you get a little bit higher in the fourth quarter and you're trying to stretch the same limited resources to do more. You don't want to be in recovery mode. So a lot of times, you know, we work with our clients that that same unit that does recovery for us will work with our clients to to work on prevention, how to secure loads. So if a client calls us and they're hauling some of the most popular things or some of the items that they think are going to be targeted, we'll ask them, you know, the, the questions, you know, that you and I have talked about in the past, you know, hard locking devices. Are you using them? What procedures do you have in place? Do you have good process in place? Like, you know, the red zone policy that we've talked about numerous times here, things like that is just one example. And we'll review what they're what they have planned and then we'll suggest some changes, maybe some additional members, maybe uh, measures, maybe some additional resources, things like that, and help make sure that they don't have the theft, that they can deliver the things that they're, they're being asked to deliver. Right, right. So, Scott, so you mentioned the red zone policy once again and remind our audience, what is that red zone policy? Yeah, it's just one example of a great policy to have in place. We know that cargo thieves do surveillance on the distribution centers. We know that they like to follow trucks out of the distribution centers. And when they do that, most of the time what they're hoping for is you're going to make that stop shortly after you've picked up your load. And as a driver, you're going to go get fuel, maybe take your rest, use the showers, get dinner, whatever it is that you're going to do, which gives them time, a short distance from that distribution center, to steal your load while you're trying to do all the things to prepare mm. for the trip. What we encourage our clients to do is have the drivers do all of that prior to picking up the load. You know, take their break, do all their person, you know, take care of all their personal needs, have their meal, get their road snacks, fuel up before they pick up the load. And then once they pick up that load, drive a good 200, 250 miles without stopping. Uh, and that usually will discourage the thieves because they're looking for that short trip, that short follow of the driver. Do we see exceptions? Do we see them, you know, follow for hundreds of miles to target loads? We do, but it's the exception, not the rule. Wow. Hey, Scott, uh, thank you. That's good advice. And if I become a driver, I'll, I'll especially keep that in mind when someone's tailing me. Yeah, absolutely. Miles. Get out of Dodge get first, out of Dodge. then get, then get Dodge. it done. They're, they're, nice. They can be a little bit lazy, right. so exploit that on them. Yeah. Uh, check out Traveler. Scott, thank you so much. Hold it down in Arizona, and uh, hopefully we see you before the new year. Thanks, guys. Have a great year, or a great weekend. Sorry. Sure. Great week, not weekend. Thanks. Well, we'll have all of them. We'll have it all. I'll we'll take, take all, all of them. three. I'll yeah. take every one of them. Enjoy it all. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Let's talk to Erica Reese now. She's with the first okay. year, and she makes these awesome tiny trucks like you see on our Oh, desk. yeah, yeah. If you've yeah, ever been yeah. in Freight Alley, we've They're got, awesome. like, hundreds of these things. We mm. actually have a, we used to have them all in display cases. Then we did some renovations during the pandemic, yeah. and now a lot of them are back in boxes. We can yeah. do that. There's a bunch downstairs, though. There's still a bunch. And we're going to see some new ones today. Oh, are we? From Erica. Yeah, are Erica's we? here. Erica, thanks Woo! for joining us. Latest release. 
Hey guys, how are you today? I, I love the trucks. I recognize some of them. I recognize like the pink one, for example. Isn't that your breast cancer awareness truck? It sure is. This is our Mack truck, pink ladies truck that we have available for sale on our website right now. Uh, it's great looking rig. And the best part of all is some of the proceeds actually go towards supporting breast cancer awareness. So Eric, this is, see, this is Erica's easy job. Like her other job she does is on a farm. And uh, I got to imagine playing with the toy oh, truck. She doesn't just play with trucks all she day She doesn't long? just play with trucks. She actually works on a farm, don't Get you, Erica? Get out of here. I do, actually. Yep, all weekend. I was out running meals, hanging out with Combine, going and checking out the tractors, and, of course, seeing what was going on with the trucks and making sure that they were getting the beans loaded. Well, you, your team knows what you're doing over there in uh, Iowa. You guys are still in Iowa, right? Absolutely. We're still here in Iowa and we are making all kinds of die cast replicas. You know, it's interesting that you're talking about what is the hot commodity right now. And we have quite a few. We're celebrating 30 mm. years in business this year. And we released a very special series to commemorate that event. Our 164 scale Peterbilt that we released in this series, it sold out within about 24 hours. It is a very, very hot commodity. Very cool Peterbilt truck with your uh, livestock trailer there. But Erica, now people who may not be familiar, they haven't caught one of our segments with you. A 64 scale truck, would that be sort of like this one I have on my desk? Is that sort of the typical truck you usually see at a giveaway, the kind of the standard? That's correct. Yep. The 164 scale trucks measure about 12 inches long. That Mack truck that I had earlier, the Pink Ladies. That's 150 a scale. It's slightly bigger. That one's going to measure about 17 inches long. But as you can see, they're all nice, small size, and they can fit on your desk. Um, so they're great to put out on display in your office or somewhere else. It's now you got to be cool. curious. How do you decide on the scale that you're going to use when you decide to make one of these? How do you design it? No, how do well, you decide? Like how, we'll, how do you decide which scale to even use? Like, oh, I want one. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. One 64th or 50th how, yeah. or what is it? Absolutely. So right now, 164 scale is really, really hot when it comes to transportation. So a lot of your uh, typical semi trucks that you see out on the road, we do 164 scale. We also do wreckers. So if that semi needs to get hauled or towed somewhere, we can do those as well. Oh, wow. Is that the bull nose? Now, there's record? different industries, too, that prefer slightly larger scales. So as an example, this grain truck that's full of corn, this is 134 scale. So this is the largest we'll get with diecast replicas. I got you. So it depends on the vehicle, really. If it's a smaller vehicle, maybe a larger one, because then it's, it looks a little bit better, right? You don't sure. want like a 164th Badger. Yeah, that would be too big of a badger. <laughs> the, right. the, the invisible details on it. <laughs> yeah, all the invisible details would be rough. Hey, so how do, how do I get a custom one made? Can I, can I like call you an order and get a customer one, a uh, custom? Absolutely. And right now we've been very, very busy working with customers to make custom trucks for the holidays. Um, if you're interested in something like that, we have two different options available. One is the fully custom route where you tell us the make and model of the tractor and trailer. You send over your graphics, your paint requirements, and we go ahead and lay it all out and move it to production. And you'll have that in about six months. So if you're planning your 2023 promotional product needs, definitely keep that option in mind. Now, if you have something that you need a little bit faster, we do have blank inventory here at First Gear. An example of that would be... 
this Freightliner Cascadia truck right here. Uh. Completely blank canvas. And what we can do is we can add up to five decals to this product and have it to you in about eight to 10 weeks. Wow. Interesting. So okay. I, I'm noticing all the, the trucks look great. 30-year anniversary. Congratulations, little cowbell for that. Show us some more of this new line you have uh, coming out for the holiday season. We were just talking about holiday theft, but how about yeah. for the holiday shoppers? Absolutely. So that first 30th anniversary truck that I talked about is one of the trucks that we have in that series. These are cool because they're serialized. They come with a certificate of authenticity that's actually signed by our president. We've also got a larger 150th scale item. Wow. To commemorate the anniversary as well. This is a Peterbilt 367, and it is paired with a little boy trailer. Um, we also have a really neat wrecker that you can check out on our website. Now, if you want something other than a die-cast truck, we also have some plastic toys. This is an example of that. It's a nice big plastic truck. It's great for kiddos, super durable. Oh, yeah. You can even open up those rear trailer doors. So if you want to put a load in there, you can. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I used to, when I was a kid, Erica, when I was a kid, and I don't want to give the kids out there any bad ideas, but I used to have a truck <laughs> well like anyway. that with the trailer open, and that's where I hid all my bad stuff was uh, in uh, the trailer of that truck in my closet. So right. It's a, not a bad stash that location either. No, it's not bad. Unless you got a dog around that can sniff that kind of stuff out. Well, I didn't say that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. the or something. They can smell yourself. crackers. They know when you got your peanut butter crackers in there, man. Oh, that's true. They can see yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's candy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Erica, what else you got on that desk? These all look so, so cool. Yep. So we talked a little bit about the die cast. We talked a little bit about these plastic toy trucks, which are great for the younger, younger kiddos. Another neat item we have are building block sets. And I love to promote Reese Across America to people. It's an outstanding organization um, that puts Reese oh, on yeah. Yeah, yeah. the grave sites of yeah. our veterans. And what's neat about this set is it is on their website right now. You can go ahead and purchase it and proceeds go towards that organization. So it helps support a wonderful cause. Now, that, wait, is that a puzzle? What am, what am I looking at? What's in that box? This is... A building block set, so it's very similar oh, to Lego. Yeah. Oh, it's like a Lego. Gotcha, cool. got you. Yeah, she said building blocks. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I she did. She like, did say flat, that. Though? She no, did that makes say total. That, that makes so total. So this what? particular set is, is going to include your tractor, your trailer, your two little action figures. You have Max and Lucy over here, and they are stacking the Reese Across America building blocks. And they even have a little dolly to help wheel Sweet. them around. So there's a lot of play value there. There's a sticker sheet included in it. So this nice graphic that's on the airfoil of the tractor, you can put that on as a sticker. Even the graphics on the trailer sides, those are all stickers. So the kids love playing with them. So 30 that's years. Awesome. I, mean, I, love wow. I mean, that's some that's some tenure and some time being a business. What have your best sellers been? What do most people gravitate towards to when they're buying from you? Absolutely. So when the company was founded about 30 years ago, people really went after the larger 134 scale. And then over the years, some of the customer preferences have changed. In the last five years, the really, really, really hot scale is your 164 scale um, size, which is a lot of your tractor trailers. We also do um, different tow trucks in that size too. That's definitely been most popular, not only from our showcase product line standpoint, which is geared towards the collector market, but it's also been the most popular item for anyone who wants a custom truck replica made 
you know, maybe they, they want to use it as a gift for their customers, their employees. A lot of companies just gave them away uh, during driver appreciation week when the driver stopped into the terminals. They wanted to give those truck drivers a replica of the truck that they have. But what's been, really the, cool. uh, what's been the most popular SKU? The most popular SKU. Oh, boy. You know, that's a really tricky one. But if you go out onto eBay, it's really interesting to see how much some of these trucks are going for. Just as an example, we did a Cheetos truck for Frito-Lay in the past. And some of these trucks, they retail for maybe $100. And you can see them going for sale on eBay for upwards of $1,000. Oh, yeah. So that's something else that's really great about these items is they're collectibles and they maintain their value. They're really cool. Now, I see when you go on there, you got other stuff besides just semis and stuff like that. Like you've got the massive dump trucks, you know what I'm saying? And all that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. Yes. We work a lot with Komatsu. So you'll see dump trucks, you'll see excavators, um, all those types of pieces of equipment. That's another neat item that we just released. It's a Kenworth dump truck. And what's unique about that is it's paired with a rogue end dump trailer. Those are primarily seen out on the West Coast. If you're out in California, Washington, Oregon, a lot of companies use them because they can haul material not only in the dump truck, but also in that uh, transfer body behind it. So it's a really neat setup. How cool is that? I oh, yeah. It. No, it really it really is. Is there? Do you have a white whale? Is there a white whale over in the office? Is there a particular model you've really liked to make or license, but you just haven't landed it yet? You know, we talked about one of these last year around Halloween and coming up really soon, hopefully this quarter or next quarter, we're going to have a huge announcement that I'm oh. sure everyone's going to go nuts for because it's a truck that everyone has seen out there. It has a very, very big following. So we're excited to be releasing that one soon. Oh, it's Gravedigger. Is it Gravedigger? It's Happy Loads. My lips are sealed. Happy Loads. <laughs> Is the truck from Smoking the Bandit? She won't say. She, she won't, won't even say. let us guess. Can't say. I can't it's say. Duck. It's Maybe all it's confidential. Duck. But I will oh. say, there's a lot of people who want it, and we are very, very excited to be releasing it. And it's been years in the making, so we're very, very. It's Optimus Prime for people to get it. It's Optimus Prime, right? It's that. It's, it's his cab over model Optimus Prime. And if you do make that one, you better send it to me because I want that one bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I really appreciate your time um, today. People who want to get these trucks, I, I know a lot of our listeners love them. Whenever they see them on here, like, where do you get those things? Where do I send them to so they can get some for themselves? Absolutely. The best place to go is our website, firstgearonline.com. Not only can you see our entire showcase product line there, but you can also submit inquiries if you're interested in doing any sort of custom program for your business or organization. Thank nice. you so much. Nice. We appreciate nice. it. Congratulations on 30 years. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you later. See you. Those are exciting. That's exciting stuff. They do all that tooling over there, too. We've gone over the sort of supply chain of how those trucks were made before, so we didn't get too deep into that one. But I think last time we spoke to them, they were talking about all the tooling and everything. And a lot of that is American-made and manufactured. They didn't have the same struggles through the supply chain in, like, 2020, 2020 and 2021 we were talking to them. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing. I mean, I don't know anybody in transportation that hasn't seen these. these oh, trucks. everyone has them. These trucks are awesome. And whenever never, someone never sends you one, and like they, when they send an, like if I were to put like a scale of things of how excited, like a really yeah. cool hat I'll get because I wear hats. Yeah. Really cool shirt yeah. I'll get. But like then a lot of times if it's not cool, like the hat never goes anywhere. The shirt never goes anywhere. These trucks are almost always either shown to someone or like gifted to someone you know who really wants one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants these trucks. They're very cool. And the detail on them is amazing. So 
you're going, that's your favorite truck that you want. They are toys. I mean, they're not toys. They are, they're, they are models. So you're not going to go rough. You're not going to go like Knight Rider style, throwing these through a bunch of boxes. No. Um, you're not going to want to do that with it. Mm-mm. No. Definitely not. XBO is driven to put your freight first. With coverage in 99% of U.S. zip codes, as well as key routes in Mexico and Canada, XBO will help you get your shipments where they need to go, on time and damage-free. All fine-tuned by over 35 years of world-class LTL experience. Learn more at Tell em, Dude. Hey, go to ltl-solutions.xbo.com immediately after the show. I, w- I always forget that sentence kind of like keeps going on because there's like a hyphen in it. And then to my brain, I don't know. I don't see the comments. So I always want to kind of end it early, but like all fine-tuned, I should, I could. Yeah, no, part. I get you. It's, it's a difficult one. I'm working. I'll get it by the end of the month. All fine. Well, it's Justin Lou. He's the founder and CEO at, I hope I get that. Well, let's let him say well, Let's him well, say it. Should we try? Should we give you the new Rakuten? This. I was, my, my, just, ver, my read of just looking is, uh, Easy Papel? Easy Papel. Easy Apple? This is Papel. Easy Papel. Easy Papel. Easy Papel. What does that mean, Justin? <laughs> Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? You were just in this building, and if it wasn't my anniversary, I would have been more than happy to come down there, but there was a big plug-and-play event, and as I was driving home, I saw, like, the big sign out front and uh, all you guys in there. I imagine you had a good time. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I love the food here. Thank you guys for having us there. Yeah, why were so why were you there? Let's start there. We'll start at what you're doing now, then we'll yeah. kind of go backwards, because I want to tell the story about how you helped your father's trucking company as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So... I was there with Dynamo Ventures, and they're hosting the Founders Camp in Chattanooga, and we're just have speed dating with big corporates, see if there's any uh, network, the possibility to, to partner up. And then Freightwaves was one of the sponsors for, for, for Dynamo Ventures, and we had an event over there to, to tour the building and having lunch there. Yeah, so Justin, you've you've got you started this business and you're and you're taking AI to help solve trucking, right? Sure. And a lot and there's a lot yeah. of people out there in tech trying to solve these problems, but you've got a distinct background where you've done this, right? You know what the issues are. Let's talk about that. Yeah. How you what's your background helping your father build that company? Definitely, definitely. Being a second generation trucker, helping my dad to grow his business from three trucks to fifty, right? Doing about one million dollars in twenty million dollars in revenue. That was a uh, that was an exciting journey, and uh, and when I first joined him, he was just doing everything with pen, paper, spreadsheets, literally spending about fifty hours a week scrolling through low boards. And when I joined him, I was like, "This is not how you scale the business. It's not it's not reliable. It's it's, it's not sustainable, right?" So so I brought software technology into it. I developed my own tool to automate data entry, load entry, customer update, right? The tools, if you think about Uber Freight, Convoy, or, or Transfix, how did they become a billion-dollar company in less than 10 years? The only thing they did differently was leveraging technology. So essentially, I did the same thing for my dad, leveraging technology to find shippers, to provide services that 99% of my competitors are not providing. And that way, we gained more business. We grew organically and, and, and very fast. If we were to drill a little deeper, what do you think that the most impactful couple of things were that you brought into your dad's organization? Uh, a couple of things. Geofencing. Uh, when drivers arrive for pickup or delivery, a lot of times shippers don't know that. They, they don't have visibility on where the truck is. They don't know when the truck is going to arrive. A lot of times driver may arrive at, you know, hour late. No one knows that. They schedule for, for a crew to offload the truck. The truck is late and they don't know where the truck is. So, so geofencing, providing that real-time visibility by sharing a link to the customer, they always know where the truck is. And also, 
And also with geofencing, when trucks arrives, it triggers a, it triggers a command sending an update to everybody. So everyone involved knows the truck has arrived. Same as departure. When the, when the truck driver has left, same thing, send a message. Everybody knows driver has left the building. Another big thing when it comes to receivers, you know, this involves like detention pay. A lot of times you're, if you're requested for detention, you're spending a lot of times every day just replying to emails, phone calls, text messages for update and requesting for accessory fees. And, and, and those can be automated. With our tool, we're able to automate that. And I remember clearly one time there's a customer shooting me a message, a message the following day. Hey, Justin, appreciate you sending the update at 10 p.m. It wasn't me. It was our, our robot yeah. that, that sent the update. So it knows when the truck arrives or truck delivers and also capturing POD. The reason why our company named, named Easy Papel was I actually work with a lot of Hispanic drivers. Not every driver is really bad at taking pictures, sending the POD, right? Like after delivery. So we're building this AI scanner, kind of like you hover over it, scans, it scans the whole thing and send it back to you, send it back to the system and it will automatically send a copy to your customer or broker, right? Right away. So, so, so we have this technology that can scan it and then send it right back and make every driver pretty much a professional photographer and it's in PDF format. And in, in office, your accountant can, in a few, a few clicks, you build your customer right away, either your customer, factoring company, or broker, just a few clicks, rather than going through the whole process, hiring 10 people in office every day when your driver comes back, scanning yeah. paperwork one by one. Now you're, you're automating that whole process. It's it's awesome, and I and I love when you talk about transparency because you got different levels of how the customer gets that. It's not that when they call you, you know where the truck is. You pushing it to them, or they can be pulling it. They can be getting that information on how they want it to be transparent, which is awesome. The thing that really interests me is here is you list a quote by Buffett saying, "Being greedy, be greedy when others are fearful, and fearful when others are greedy." As one of your mantras for success, can you dig into that a little bit? Give us an explanation of that. Yes, yes. Uh, that's actually my one of the reasons why we scale so fast is because I firmly believe in that, right? It kind of makes sense right now. Right now, it's a perfect example. The market is tanking. Everyone's panicking. You know, people are people are afraid to buy. They're selling stuff. Price right now, the equipment are not at all time low yet, but they will. Give it a couple more months, you see, you know, price getting low again, right? But we're in a the trucking is in such a cycle that it's kind of predictable. Once enough truck trucking companies who cannot survive, those who bought like spend like seven hundred seventy thousand dollars buying a you know seven hundred k miles truck, they're going they're they're about to go out of business, right? When they enough of those carriers go out of business, the market, the price of equipment is still continuing to tank, but the market slowly will come back again, right? But people are afraid to buy at those times. Like a good example was 2019. When Celadon went out of business and that was like all time low, you're buying a three year old truck less than 500,000 miles for less than 30K. So, so mm -hmm. those are perfect timing. Like I knew it. Like, you know, it's, the cycle repeats itself every few years. You know that it's going to come back up. When you buy those trucks at that price, at that heavy discount, you don't have to run them right away. Even if you just sit them for a couple of months, get them ready, up and running, you know you're, 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 you're setting yourself up for success. Similarly, as a stock market, the stock market is less predict. It's, it's less predictive. Us retail investors, you cannot predict in a stock market, but the trucking market. Every if you have knowledge, if you've been in the industry for long enough, mm. you know it. Every five years, the cycle repeats itself. No, yeah, it, it, uh, to, to that. The reason that Buffett quote works so well in freight is is what you mentioned there, and it's also 
the way that you approach your partners, what happens is, like you said, that like 2019 was kind of the bloodbath year in trucking, yeah, right? It yeah, was the bloodbath yeah, year. Sure. There's not a good time. So everyone gets scared. They don't want to be in this business. They start selling their trucks. They get it cheap. What they also do is they start ignoring their customers and they stop really prospecting the way that they should, which is to create relationships instead of to create this transactional business during a very short window yeah. of time and create that sustainable business that can carry and, and crest over and ride you on a wave to where Justin is now. Now, Justin, before we let you go, give us a plug for what you're doing right now. Easy Papal. Easy Papal. <laughs> Easy Papal. So, so we're essentially the Shopify for trucking. What I did for my dad, like I, I helped him scale from three to 50 trucks by leverage technology. And I did that for him. What I believe in is our industry is so archaic. There's so many other trucking companies also need to leverage technology to scale their business. Essentially, we're I'm I'm spinning off this product off his company and being a standalone company to help all the other trucking companies to digitize it, digitize their company, helping them to, to leverage. To, instead of being the traditional trucking company, you're becoming a technology company, yeah. so that you can provide you know the billion dollar company offer the service, the visibility to the customers. So, so that's, that's what easy Papa is all about. That is really cool. So people who want to check it out now and uh, connect with you and find out more about what you're on right now, where do I send them to? Easy That's the best way to sign up for demo, check out our software works. And also I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. If you want to follow how I share the tips of how I grow the company, feel free to find me, Justin Lou, easy Papal. I will be sharing tips over there a lot. Yeah, one of his most Excellent. recent posts, he goes into depth on uh, what he did with his father's company. Go go, give him a friend request. Go check it out. And go check out Easy pa Easy Papel. Easy Papel. There you go. Easy. I won't forget now. Paper. Third time is the chart. It's, it's paper. Spanish, Spanish for paper. Hey, by the way, are you? Yeah. did you come out to Chattanooga for that event downstairs, or are you out in this area? I, I, I went there for Dynamo Ventures. They have a founders camp at this annual event to bring all the innovative founders together, see what they're building and see what value they can provide. And a lot of a big corporation like Schneider, Lineage, Expeditors uh, uh, all came out. They, those companies need innovation. It's kind of hard to innovate from within. A lot of times by partnering up with you know new <laughs> yeah. startup founders, that's a way to innovate. So Dynamo Venture is creating that value to connect startups to corporate, see if there's any synergy between the, between them. Got Very it. cool. Well, hey, That's thank you stuff. so much. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it to be a part of it. Have a good one, guys. See you Thanks. Later. Thanks, Justin. Well, Great let's stuff. wrap up this show with the odds and ends of the news cycle. Now, oh, okay. Drivers out there, you're looking to reduce your gas mileage. I've got a solution for you. Let's take a look here. Ooh. Mr. Oregon Trail. Look fording your river. Dysentery. Dysentery this is, here. This is how my buddy Mac Lovin, he, how he's getting 12 miles a gallon. Oh, is this what it he's is? Just, yeah, he's just rolling right up on this little ferry <laughs> over here. Wow, does it go that quick? It's a little turntable style. So and we, we he goes sped right up, We sped up that tape, didn't we? You, um... So is that how you're going to get to work once you get your cyber truck? No, why would I have to do that? You can drive the cyber truck like a duck boat. In oh, the water, it is a duck boat to, uh, right across it. Nice. Elon. What about, well, and I got to do that because if I was on the regular, you didn't stop this video. If I was yeah. on the regular road, I might get into a road rage. Yeah, but I love the smell of road rage. <laughs> you love the smell of road rage? <laughs> Let's take a look at some road rage right now. Holy <laughs> road rage here, dog. Now watch the white up ahead. White vehicle. Dude. Off. Not the van and the black one. Here goes. Here goes. Oh, oh right yeah, he tags yeah, him. He just pits him. 
No, no, no. And now, see, here's my theory, though. Yeah. See that? He just needed to get that at FedEx real quick. I think here's at the drive-through. Getting the gun. Oh, and now that guy pulled over and got a gun. It's unbelievable. People need to relax, right? We had the dads shooting each other, and now people are like pit moving each other and trying to do road. And then getting out and put after they take them off the highway, then they're getting a gun out and taking them to finish them off. I mean. You can't, like someone cut you off. You know what happens if you it, it, when someone cuts you off? If you do nothing, you just go home and you have a good life. Yeah, you go home and you have a good life. You're <laughs> exactly right. Now, if you're a, a you know a dealership for Lincoln's, yeah, you might be pulling a gun. Check this out, man. <laughs> Lincoln dealers nine hundred thousand dollar bill to sell EV. So Lincoln is saying even though they don't no, even Ford have Ford says that Ford says Lincoln well, has yeah. To, yeah they have to they have to install these chargers right for nine hundred thousand dollars right. Interesting, yeah. and they don't—they're not even selling them here yet. They're—they're they're not around for another like three years. They're not going to have the EV Lincolns here. They're over in China, but they got to start doing the investment now to get these things over here by 2025. They'll supposedly be hitting the showrooms, but right now the brand executives are saying, "Hey, if you want to sell these things, you need to start putting these things in now." Executives yeah. say they need to prepare now to woo younger buyers. That's who right. Its research shows are open to luxury. EVs. EVs. I mean, yeah, they buy Teslas, uh, but you actually have to have those EVs for them to sell. I don't really know, like a Lincoln. Remember when they were trying to go younger with Lincoln? They had like Jack and one, but in the commercial, it was like a, like old man Brown Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you trying to market this? I like, don't SU? know. Well, you know what those millennials love. They love a nice poo toilet bowl brown color. Yeah, I think they're going to bring back the Buick Roadmaster station wagon too for the millennials. <laughs> but this brings up uh, this does bring up a point though, like without dunking on Lincoln here, every right. dealer is probably going to have to face something like this. And this is going to be a challenge sure. for a lot of the smaller not like my violin plays for the the dealers of the world, but I'm not a huge fan of the model, I always but tip after I buy a car. I love it. Don't yeah. you tip? You tip the <laughs> salesman, don't you? It, that is that is the point, though. All this infrastructure stuff, and I wonder if the dealers are, are going to be factored into that anymore. I have I a little uh, a little game for you to play, though. See if oh, you can okay, tell cool. us uh, what constantly this is. Let's play the tape. It's time for Truck Driving America's favorite game show, Guess That Consignee. Yes, this consignee left this truck in this condition after offloading their cargo. Can you, by looking at the condition of this trailer, guess which consignee left it in this horrible condition? Right. Wow, I think guess? it's, I'm going to guess it was the last one. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> that's my guess. That, that looks like maybe like paper shipments or something, right? It looks what like, is that? I, I don't know. It looks like they unpacked everything right there on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, on the floor there. I have no idea who that might be. Maybe it's a food warehouse. Did they put new wood, everything on new wood and they left all that crap everywhere? I don't know. Strap those rear doors down really good and just drive down the highway and let this fall out. But I know I can't. I'll get a ticket. I'll get caught. So now. I got to be the one to deal with all of this crap because they're not going to. So you tell me, what company do you think pulls this crap? I mean, oh. holy uh. crap. 
I'm going to guess it's a large company. A that, large one? Yeah. I mean, he's still there shoveling it. He is. I mean, he's still doing it. He's not like, I'll never be back, right? I know. But, he's like, I grumble, grumble. I mean, I'll I'll tell you what's impressive, though. Content. He's got a great voice. Yeah. He could be a game show announcer. He really could. He really tell could. Tell him what they won, Dooner. Speaking of, wait, we already have, like, great... I know people are annoyed at holiday stuff coming up early, but if you get Ooh, your shipping not, done love early, it. look at what's already been announced. The, this year's Christmas has Ooh, truck. My dad that. gets those for my boys every year, awesome. so... Go to First Gear first, get a truck over there, and then get your kids the Hess model. Because the Hess ones are toys. You can play with those. And you like they have lights and sounds on them. This year's one is a flatbed truck that hauls hot rods. It's selling for $41.99 at HessToyTruck.com. It's got free shipping. It's got nine Energizer batteries included. The 2022 Hess truck set received the prestigious Open Hyman Toy Portfolios Platinum Best Toy Award and Toy Inserts 2022 Holiday Toy Awards. So they even give these things out. How early do you get your submissions in for these awards? Oh, I have no, I have no idea. But dude, nine nine uh, batteries is almost half the price of that thing right there. That's a lot of batteries. <laughs> That's, That's a, a lot, lot of batteries. batteries. But dude, you get a truck and two hot rods. You do get some hot rods. You your can boys even haul, will love it. Uh, your boys are gonna love it. You can even haul an emotional support alligator in a uh, in a flatbed like that. Take oh, a look yeah, at easy. this guy. Now, you would think that he's taking his alligator to the school bus to feed it some uh, some breakfast. According <laughs> to CBS News, that guy's an alligator expert. His name is Joey Henny. He said his alligator Wally poses no threat. Henny said Wally was found at a pond near Disney World. It's illegal to relocate alligators to another spot in the wild, so... Henry decided to take him to Pennsylvania. Yeah, why not Pennsylvania? Heck yeah. Oh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. I guess the wild is the key word there. Yeah, he's at his house. He's domesticated this alligator who now lives on Dorito. What is Cheetos and and chicken chicken legs? He says, I've never met an alligator that will not bite you. You fool around with their head. Their instinct is to grab you, but he does not do it. You can reach in, rub his tongue. He refuses to close his mouth. We don't know why. Until you find out. You might know why one day. You know, I, I get it, though. I love a good tongue rubbing. Don't you? Do you think that would, so what do you think would be better, an alligator's emotional support okay. animal or a knockoff wish version of a Boston uh, robotics or Boston Dynamics robot dog? Take a look at this guy right here walking down the street. Apparently, Michael Vincent, this is a thing with younger generation in China. They love these robot dogs. They're walking around like my black lab, Randy Savage, you know? Oddity Central says, according to several Chinese news outlets, the vast majority of robot dogs spotted in the streets of Chinese cities like Shanghai and Beijing wow. are domestically produced and have a number of built-in features like following, rolling, sitting, running, carrying weights. I think we have a couple pictures of this thing, bark? too. Carrying weights up to five kilograms. A camera That's is like hitting the dog's pounds. head, which is allows it to identify and bypass obstacles and enemies of the what? state. No, it says bypass and it recognizes enemies owner. Enemies of the state. Enemies of the state. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Did it say enemies of the no, state? No, it doesn't. Well, it says All their right. owner, which could be both. So, but do you have to like walk around and like pick up the D cells and C cell batteries? Or like the oil dumps? leakage and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You don't want, you can't leave that on people's lawns, right? Well, I remember, so like I, one of my dogs is a girl and I remember one time she was, you know, doing a squat like a girl yeah. does. And yeah. then like some lady driving by some Karen SUV was like, pick up that poop. And I'm like, she's squatting. She's a girl. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. These robot dogs though, you don't want to get yelled at by Karen's and SUVs. They cost $2,100 to $14,000, depending on the build quality, built-in features, battery life, and all that stuff. Uh, How many battery life? Only 45 minutes for this type of dog. Well, I mean, what, how much more do you need to just take him on a quick walk at night? That's true. That's true. Hey, find me on Twitter at Timothy Dune or find him at Vince the Dude. Don't be a stranger and tell him how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere.